Hello. Hi. Here we are. That's right. Instant Take, Downton Abbey, Series 6, Episode, episode seven. 7. Hey. Yes, that's right. Lucky number 7. Mm-hmm. We got it. Mm-hmm. This episode had everything. It had a whole lot. It had a car crash. Mm-hmm. It had an engagement. Yeah. It had a puppy. <laughs> that's right. It had a uh, dowager confrontation, the likes of which we haven't had in like a couple seasons. Uh, this was the best one ever, too. Like, I mean, this was great. Yeah. Because, well, look, a lot of the time we see dowager confrontations with we, members we, of the family yeah. or like their employees. Yeah. This is her and her element. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she has... Because all these dumb kids keep <laughs> not getting married into the existing aristocracy, right. she does not have her milieu. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, let's go back. Sure. So, number one, Bad News Brooklyn's. Yeah. So, everybody mm-hmm. in the family, basically. Like, a shocking number of people. Uh, are invited because Henry Talbot has called them all up and said, hey, uh, I'm going to gaslight Mary into coming. <laughs> uh, so they're all invited to go watch him race. Yes. And they're all like, we're going to go. And like Lord Grantham... <laughs> Lord Grantham has evolved into this like cuddly like social justice warrior somehow. <laughs> right. And like I'm not... I feel like I should be much more angry about it than I am, but like Hugh Bonneville just seems like he's having a fucking ball yeah, he this does. season. And, he uh, got, you know, he got to play almost dying. Mm-hmm. He got to spit up all that blood. Yeah. Like now he gets to be all cranky. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. So, Cause this is basically his first outing since the, yes. uh, you know, blood vomiting <laughs> that we all remember. So. <laughs> All right, so they all go, and they are at Rosamond's. They're, like, going for three days. They'll be away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're staying at Rosamond's. Yeah. And they have a really fun conversation at dinner about the old great houses. And, like, nostalgic Lord Grantham, who's, like, now accepted that yeah. this way of life is over. Mm-hmm. Infinitely more tolerable than Lord Grantham being like, nothing has changed <laughs> since right. the war. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're all there, and it's the endish of dinner right and henry talbot has dropped in unannounced Mm -hmm. which i think is rude yeah like i don't like his courting style there's there's some red flags yeah with with boundaries talbot yeah Yeah. so anyway he comes in and he and mary do have a blistering flirtation they do and she's very like ooh, and he's like huh Uh -huh. yeah and then she's like let's go have some coffee and he's like (laughs) oh i came for the sex (laughs) um so they all go to the race the following yeah. day, and Edith has uh, basically forced her editor to go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, perks of being the boss. <laughs> She's like, you're my friend, and now you're coming to meet my family. Yeah. Um, the editor she, also seems- wants to start an advice column. Not clear if that was just filling time or if that's going somewhere. Yeah. Although I did think an uh, like there was a little bit sketchy where she was like, Edith was like, should we interview her? Yeah. And the editor was like, no. Is it just like, you? Right, exactly. Anyway. So, she was but, like, well, let's wait until we settled. But I think it's a great idea. I'm like, you're the editor. Yeah. Like, you know more about it than Edith does. Right. But anyway. At any rate, um, they're having a fun, you know, homance. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're setting her up to date Tom. Like, Maybe. I this know. show has just gotten super like, like, oh my God, you know, has this person had a crush on anybody? Pew! Right. Which I guess is not entirely out of character. It's just yeah, like, I mean, it feels at this point, it's like, yeah, we know like the series is going to end, but yeah. like. I mean, we'll see. And that may just be, we may just be getting jumpy yeah. because they keep doing that sort of thing. And that just might have been a random scene. True. But. Anyway, um, 
so she goes, Bertie Pelham is there. Mm-hmm. And Edith has a, like, a nice moment where she like asserts herself to Mary because they're saying, oh, you know, London's very far from wherever the hell he's the <laughs> right. land agent. Um, and she's like, well, maybe he has some other reason for being there. And Mary's like, oh, wasn't seeing you enough reason? And Edith's like, would it be a problem if it was? Yeah. Would and, it annoy you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mary like, is just like, I don't, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to me? <laughs> um, yeah. So they're all there and Mary's all twitchy. And again, yeah. okay. So I hate this whole scene for a lot of yeah. reasons. And I hate, I hate that this person is a race car driver. Yeah. Because they have literally not talked about Matthew in any meaningful way. Right. Basically since like the very first couple of episodes after he died. Yeah. And there was some weirdness around Isabel. And then they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's true. And well, and it's so, also and like, now, and it's like, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel lived in. Right. It doesn't feel like Mary's emotions are earned. It doesn't feel well, because like, it's been like, Oh, you've all been talking ominously about this race for like, a month yeah like i guess something's gonna happen well, and, and i had seen i accidentally saw on twitter when i went on to just be like oh, uh-huh, the uh-huh. instant take is coming you know there was like some picture of mary's face is like everybody for like the last few minutes and i was like god damn it <laughs> like why couldn't this race have just passed for that incident yeah but, that's more interesting to me yeah what's but it more was never interesting to, to me is the race just going and then they have to deal with their fundamental incompatibility right without this whole thing because what happens of course yeah there is a fiery crash and this is some of the worst car driving editing i have ever seen yeah just the race is just edited really badly well, there it's were two like- things they were cutting between the race and a completely unrelated scene mm-hmm. With Daisy and her, you know, merry band of ragtag pals. <laughs> right. Which, you know, I understand that's how the show is edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, in this case, if you want to, like, you can't just show a car crash. Because we're getting all these shots of the instruments, but we never were given an establishing shot yeah. of the instruments and the mechanisms of the cars. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, they're doing things that they don't normally do. Yeah. Well, uh, in a regular all, yeah. civilian car. And it was all just like, so it all just winds up being like the pod race, where he's just like... Like, uh, you know, they're all flipping random levers and doing things. And it's like, what? Well, I don't know. I don't know what is going on. And Sebulba dies. Sebulba <laughs> right. being Charlie Rogers. Yes. Um, and so, of course, everyone runs down and Mary's convinced, of course, that it is Matthew Good. And, and like, you don't get Matthew Good. Yeah. You don't pay Matthew Good money to kill Matthew Good unless you're like the Alfred Hitchcock of costume dramas. Right. So well, I don't even know who that would be. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I mean, Merchant Ivory, I guess, back in the day, but, um, I can't think of a, well, people don't do costume period pieces like that. Like there aren't specialty production companies like that anymore. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. That's a separate thing piece. Right. Yeah. So Mary runs down and like Matthew Good's trying to like hurl himself into the on fire car. Right. Which also didn't feel earned. Because like I know they were good friends, but it's like we don't have an investment in that relationship. Right. Right. Like that was all set dressing. Yeah. For him trying to finger bang Mary out under the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. Like this was not a thing that I cared about. Yeah. We don't know enough about Matthew Good's character for this to have happened right now. Yeah. Is my big problem. Yeah. We know a little bit about him. Uh, we are led to believe that him loving cars is a personality, much in the same way that loving sports or comic <laughs> books is. And yeah. he and Tom are best friends. And that feels natural to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Their affinity, like Tom, like kind of comes on a little hard, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. much like Daisy, Tom doesn't have a lot to call his own. Yeah. 
So anyway, that's all fine. Except that it's not. Yeah, Because it's not everyone's fine. very sad. So they yeah. all go, like, basically, like, Mary and Matthew Good have a whole thing together about this. You know. And it's, again, fine. Yeah. But it is, and I will say, and I think this is down to Michelle Dockery's performance. Mm-hmm. Because Matthew, I mean, they were like Matthew Good. Yeah. Just show up in generic British costume drama this. And mm-hmm. he was like, can do. Yeah. He was like, I'll just dust off my bride's head revisited playbook. Yeah. And we'll be fine. Yeah. But Mar- but Michelle Dockery, like, there's a real conflictedness in that scene where mm-hmm, she is mm-hmm. trying to be there for him emotionally and be like, you know, don't beat yourself up. Like, if yeah. you had died and not Charlie, like, she removes herself from... Right, right. She's, she's like, this she- is about you. And she's like, you know, do you want to come with us back to Aunt Rosamond's? He's like, I have to, like, hang out with Charlie's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks really adorable <laughs> because he's all dirty and cute and, like, smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh! <laughs> um... That was the noise I made during the earlier flirtation <laughs> scene as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't deal with him. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. On a week, a weekly basis to see Matthew Good every week, I, I'm not sure I have a strong enough constitution. Yeah. So, and then here's the, you know, a red flag again with Matthew Good. He then calls her up that night. He drunk dials her. Yeah. And is like, I cannot, uh, you know, go any further without knowing where we stand. And she's like, you don't want to do this. She's like, and he's like, no, I need to know. And she's like, bye, Felicia. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. She's like, I don't think we're well suited. And, you know, she doesn't want him to give up racing for her. She reckon she's emotionally mature enough to know that, like, that isn't really the problem. Right, like, right. There are a lot of anxieties around that for her, mm-hmm. but it's not the real reason that they shouldn't be together. Right. Well, and it's unclear to what extent the show really understands that because right after that, Tom is like, oh, you know, you're going to get hurt again and so will I, but that doesn't mean we have, to, you know, we, we still have to live and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I mean, certainly that's part of it and she does keep going on and on about it, but they have other problems. No, they have real fundamental culture fit issues yeah, with I mean, each other. Anna said so earlier in the episode. Yeah. Oh, poor Anna. Nah. Well, at least Joanna Froggett won the Emmy that time. Yeah, that's true. So, that's not okay. bad. Um, all right. So, so that's enough of that. Yeah, that's enough of that. Like we got it. Yeah. And okay. Oh my God. Okay. Crookshank. Yes. Miss Crookshank uh-huh. has sent Isabel an invitation to her wedding to awful Larry. Yeah. And Isabel brings it over to the Dowager's house and she's like, WTF. Mm-hmm. And the Dowager is like, WTF indeed. I am going to call on Miss Crookshank mm-hmm. and I am going to see what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So she goes unannounced. Also, see, and her showing up unannounced is totally different than Matthew Good. Like, this is well, her. She's, she's exerting her dowager privilege. Right. She's trying to be a little bit rude. Yes. And knows how to do it. Yeah. So she shows up and, like, a footman has to go get Crookshank mm-hmm. out of the yard. Right. And, like, she comes in and she's clearly, like, kind of put out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, I'm always nice. And Maggie Smith is like, bitch, you are not. Sit down. Actually, Maggie says, I'm going to just sit here. Yeah. Because she's, she's like, can I offer you anything? And, like, the and- dowager's like, if somebody had passive-aggressively dropped in on me, I would not have batted an eye. Mm-hmm. So this, this girl has already, like, yeah. given too much away. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This is one of the best scenes the show has ever done. Yeah, this is so this fantastic. Is, this is Maggie gonna mag. Yeah, and it's and like, she, I don't even want to describe it too much. No, and there was there was just a line reading that she did where I had never seen her give a line mm-hmm. in that way, and mm-hmm. it was so interesting. Anyway, yeah. bottom line is, uh, Crookshank doesn't want to be stuck caring for Murdy. Yeah. And Murdy 
is spry. Yeah, he seems Murray fine. is doing great, yeah. but she's like, he's not going to be that way forever. So she is trying to dump him on Isabel, essentially. essentially yeah. As if, and this is a really like great way to like highlight the problems around elder care and mm-hmm. the way that we treat old people like shit. Yeah. Um, both on each side of the pond. Right. Anyway. Yeah. And so it- she doesn't want to be saddled with him. And then like, and well, yeah, there's something about like the house. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know, if she survives Murdy, surely she wouldn't still want to live in the house all on her own. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the dowager's like, but I bet you would. Uh-huh. And, oh my God. It's so great. It's so great. Anyway. So the dowager goes back and is like, Hey, Isabel, um, here's the thing. She's like, and now actually this makes it much harder for you mm-hmm. because before you were like, I'm not going to get involved and get between these sons and their father. Right. But now she's like, can you abandon him to his horrible children? Yeah. And Isabel, and I've been in this position when you're a nice person, people do this to you all the time. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just don't want this conflict. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to deal with it. But Maggie Smith is like, listen, um, I'm about to peace. Yeah. And we found out about this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is um, upset still mm-hmm. about being ousted from the hospital board. Yeah. But she recognizes that until she can calm her emotions down, she should not be talking to other humans. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ones she's related to. The ones she's re- – yeah. Um, and I understand this as well. This <laughs> is actually often how I cope with my problems. <laughs> um, so she's like, I'm a ghost. Uh, I'm going to go to France. While they're all in London. While they're all in London, I'm going to go to France. I'm writing a letter to them and being like, here's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And she also wrote to Tom, yeah. like, in case of emergency, break glass. <laughs> because um, he's the most sensible one. He is. So, yeah. So, and she does that. And yeah. she swans off and Danker gets to go with her. We get kind of a pointless scene of her lording that over Spratt when yeah. I'm like, Spratt doesn't travel. Yeah. That's, that's not, not part what, of his job. That's not and what butlers do. you get an entire, th- you know, month, month of no Danker. Yeah. You like, can hide as many fugitive nephews <laughs> as right. you need to without well, interruption. Don't see the problem. Um, okay. So anyway, just a pointless scene of Danker yeah. because she's still on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I missed my opportunity to sing going on a holiday. <laughs> that was going our name for this Going on a holiday from Mr. Show. Yeah. Okay. Daisy's Maths. Yeah. Daisy's maths exams, her owls, mm-hmm. are happening. They're going on. Uh, Mosley's also doing his Jeopardy audition yeah. to see if he wants to join the staff at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing that, and then they all go out for a picnic lunch because no one ever has to work anymore. Right. Although um, in this case, the family in this is all case, gone. the family is gone. So there's a bit of an excuse. So they're there, and it's Daisy, Patmore, Thomas... Uh, the schoolmaster who has a name, I assume. Yeah, probably. Um, he actually looks like Mr. Beeb in A Room with a View slash that weird penis teacher in Morris. <laughs> I know it's not that guy, yeah, but I know. he looks like him. And um, then, but, and of course, Mosley is Mosley there. Mosley and Andy. And Andy. Yeah. So Daisy is saying how, you know, she is enjoying the test more than she thought she would. But, mm-hmm. oh, you know, here's this question that threw me for a loop and she hands it to Andy who... Uh, can't read. Yeah. And Pat Moore's like, oh, go read it out loud for us all. <laughs> and it was so cheesy. <laughs> we was. like rolled our eyes. Yeah, we did. Anyway, but then Thomas like grabs it and he says it and everybody's like, it's like, it's so awkward. Yeah. You would think that he like had a nip slip. <laughs> like, everybody's like, oh my God. Yeah. 
Um, but the teacher is like, listen, bro, um, come down to the schoolhouse because Andy's just like, I'm too stupid. I'll never learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, Mr. Barrow's been trying to help me. But yeah, I and can't... the teacher's like, you come. O-, he's like, I'm a, I'm a legit ass teacher. Right. And Thomas is excited. He's like, oh, with me and also this teacher, you'll be reading in no time. And the teacher's like, actually, Gaywad. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Um, and it's terrible. We'll it get into terrible. how terrible that is later. Yeah. But Andy is like, OK, I'm going to learn to read. So yeah. great. So yeah, great for him. Uh, Dangerous Minds. I also liked Grantham because, Village but, Edition. But what kind of gets left out there is that actually when he does see Mason, Mr. Mason is like, oh, I, I could really use help with the books as in the accounting yeah. for the farm. And I'm like, reading isn't going to help him with that. No. And I just like the idea that every time he goes over to Mason's, he's going to ask for some more <laughs> academically advanced thing. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I'm gonna need you, uh, can you look at this under the microscope? <laughs> I don't know what things right. happen. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So I guess everything is gonna work out fine for Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Thomas Suicide Watch. We're at like DEFCON 2. Yeah, it's getting serious. He continues to be badgered by Mr. Carson to get another job, but mm-hmm. not straight out fired. Yeah. And it's horrible. Yeah. And, we do, spoiler alert, find out at the end that Mosley did extremely well on his exam and mm-hmm. that he, you know, knows more than some Oxford and Cambridge graduates. And we're like, you know, not the people who went there to study. Right. Just the, you, you know, know, George W. Bush's. The, the um, Lord Sebastian flights of the world. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but just the whole episode is Thomas becoming more and more alienated from everybody on the staff. And like Mrs. Hughes like kind of tries to like buck him up, but like it not really. Yeah, we, it, and like he walks in on her and Mr. Carson, like trying out the family's sofa uh-huh. while they're gone. But then they, you know, they're embarrassed to have been caught, but then they don't engage in any jocularity with yeah, him. Yeah. And like when they find out about Molesley passing the test, uh, they all go and celebrate because they have a bottle of wine. I'm sure Mr. Carson won't mind. And I'm like, what happened to y'all? <laughs> yeah. It's like the tech industry. Just ping pong and booze all day long. They're all on flex time. <laughs> um, anyway, he's really upset and he says to Mrs. Hughes that he feels like this is the only place he's ever actually put down roots. Yeah. Well, cause that's what she, tr- when she tries to buck him up, she's like, oh, you'll find a new job and make new friends, you know? But he's like, um, doubtful. Yeah. He's like, and, I'm kind of an asshole. Yeah. And it's, uh, like he, he keeps being shot alone in very, uh, isolating framage. Yeah. Like, and it's like the only thing, because the thing is that with Molesley getting this job and leaving, it's like, well, now can't you maybe keep Thomas on? But, but you know. honestly, this has never even felt like it was a financial decision. Because right. if it was a necessary financial decision, he would have been fired as soon as they were like, we need to cut back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not how running money works. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. And it's like Mr. Carson has been very clear that it's like a very personal decision on his part mm-hmm. like they can talk about how much they don't need an under butler mm-hmm. but yeah so it's uh it, it definitely may well be happening yeah i don't know it looks bad yeah and that that makes me sad although you know in terms of as a plot line that may be you know a perfectly cromulent plot line yeah. but it makes me sad to think about i know me too uh, on, on to happier news. Yes. Eve's tree. Yeah. Uh, Bertie Pelham has proposed to Edith mm-hmm. and she has a very cute scene where she's lounging very sexily mm-hmm. next to him. And I like their relationship because they say things like, oh, you make me so happy and I like you so much. And that's part of being in a relationship. Yeah. We do that all the time. We do. Like, and it's just like, 
You just say that. Yeah. And you, and you know, for us, sometimes we're like, we just like, can't believe that I still like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's like when you are new in a relationship, you need to say that like a lot yeah. because it's like, Hey, most relationships fail. <laughs> Um, okay, so he proposes, and Edith's like, hey, can I bring this ward? And he's like, okay. All right. Because yeah. she's like, oh, I like her more than everyone else. And, you know, I'm like, bitch, your whole family already knows yeah. that you have this daughter. Yeah. And if you can't tell this guy, like, yeah. what's the point of marrying him? Right. But, I mean, I think, you know, I think she's going to, I do you know, too. and... Elena. And I mean, and he did spring this proposal on her. Right. He, she post was. Post guy dying. Yeah, she was not quite ready. Um, too many cooks. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Carson has continued AKA being. AKA Mrs. Patmore's super genius. Yes. <laughs> so, Carson is still real mad that Mrs. Hughes isn't like this wonderful cook. Yeah. Like, because he's been cooked for his entire life. Yeah. yeah. By a French chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Mrs. Hughes is like, oh yeah, I, I went through everything step by step with Miss Patmore. Yeah. I cannot do her voice. It's, no, it's so it's, hard. Yeah, it's tough. Um, anyway, but then she comes home and she's like, oh, I hurt my hand. Even I, though she's like using it. She's like, right, I know. Her hand. She's like, oh, I hurt my hand. You have to make the dinner. And he does. And it's hilariously bad. Yeah. And he like falls asleep at the table. <laughs> yeah. And it has the desired effect, which is that he has a newfound respect mm-hmm. for cooks and bottle washers. Yeah. And he like almost walks in on them laughing about it. And you know, <laughs> he's like, what's so funny? And she's like, oh, life, Mr. Carson, <laughs> life. And I'm like, what? Is this an Irish movie now? <laughs> okay. So Mrs. Patmore's opened her B&B. Yeah. And she goes to cook breakfast for her first guest. Yeah. And that all seems to go this fine. This all seems like a perfectly normal. And then normal- she goes to leave and there is a sketchy looking dude all in black writing things down, like watching the door. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? I just, uh, again, is- who is Sergeant Willis blowing? <laughs> well, and it, what do you like? What, what, what? You know, did, I don't know. Did her nephew come back from the dead and commit treason <laughs> again? What is happening? I don't know. I feel like like is she operating without a license or something. I don't know. I don't know either. It's whatever. We're not going to talk about this anymore. Yeah, because we don't know what it is, and it it's got a a whiff of something horrible yes. about it. Um, Anna and Baxter had very perfunctory lines like, hey, Anna, still pregnant. Yeah. Baxter, hey, still thinking about contacting the guy that she has no reason to contact. Right. Like, look, scientists have tried to find a point in this plot and they have <laughs> failed. <laughs> That's actually going to be Mr. Mason's next task <laughs> yeah. for Andy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we like, again, despite the fact that the central, you know, scene of the episode we did not like, the rest of it... Well, and at the very end, uh, the Dowager oh my God, not forgot. only ghosted, oh she God. sent a new puppy and literally, so we're sitting yeah, yeah. down to watch this mm-hmm. and I've you, got it. Yeah. I've got it up, you know, and I had paused it on the opening credits while I set things up and I was like, ah, it's the dog's butt. It's the dog's butt. And I was like, ah, there has not been a dog this whole season. Yeah. I you know, and, and I was like, I don't, you know, maybe Lord Grantham is like, I'm too old to get a new dog. Yeah. But then. New dog, name of Tio, mm-hmm. and uh, Edith is like, didn't we always name them after ancient know, Egypt? Ancient Egypt. He says Tio was the second wife of blah blah blah, and yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, so yay, new puppy. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah. a great way to end the episode. It was a great way to end um, the episode. So we're thrilled. Yeah. Untrained puppy, and Lord <laughs> right. Grantham's like, oh, she can crap everywhere. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to clean it up. 
<laughs> you dick. Um, yeah. So really, again, apart from the car crashing business. Yeah. Really great. Next week on. Oh. Edith is straight going to call Mary a bitch to her face. Yes. And I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, things are cannot happening. wait. Yeah. And Henry Talbot going to show up without an invite. Yeah. To apparently call Lady Mary a money grubbing gold digger. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. Mrs. Patmore thing. Whatever. Yeah. I can't think of what else, but anyway. Think, yeah, but, but whatever good, it is. Good it's, looking episode. It's a good looking episode next week, so it looks like. I think something getting out about Marigold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Or something. I don't know, but it looks pretty good. It looks great. I think, I think we're set for a, a home stretch that's as solid as we could have expected at this point. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see you then. All right. Great.